0: Welcome to Friendship with God. Now before we begin today's teaching message from the book of Esther, we have some very important news to tell you. The Friendship with God radio program has been on the air for a year and a half, and thankfully the program has been made available in your city, on your station, without any listener support, due to having an underwriter for the program. Unfortunately, we have lost our underwriter, and no longer have the support for this radio program. So we need you as the listener who's been enjoying this program to financially support and get involved in keeping the Friendship with God radio program on this station in your city. Now, not only are you supporting the radio program with Friendship with God, but you're also supporting Israel Restoration Ministries and how we get the gospel out to over 1.2 million Jewish doors per year. And we promote this program, this radio program, the Friendship with God radio program, through gospel invitations through door hangers and impact cards and getting that out house to house to Jews and Gentiles. But predominantly, we go out and reach lost Jewish people with the gospel. And they listen in. They call us. They tell us they're listening. They're considering Christ. And this program will go off the air soon without your financial support today for this program. Now, we receive so many emails, phone calls, letters of how this program has impacted your life. And so we know it's made a difference to many of you out there that are listening today. But without your support and our loss of our underwriter, We can't continue. So we need your support today to help us as we've lost our underwriter, and we need financial support from you, the listener now, to continue this program and this outreach and this campaign, going out, reaching lost Jewish people. We need your help today. So we've set up a donation link on our homepage, friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. So please go to our website, donate from our homepage. You can also call us directly either now or after the program, our number to call is 1 eight hundred two four seven thirty fifty one. 247 3051. That's 1 800 247 3051. If you'd like to mail in your donation, you can do so by mailing us at Friendship with God at P.O. Box 711 330. That's P.O. Box 711 330. SAN T. That's S A N T E E. Santee, California, 92071. That's Santee, California, 92071. So again, you can write in a check, money order, support the program that's going to get the gospel out to Jewish people on the radio and door-to-door through our Jewish evangelism ministry at Israel Restoration Ministries. We need your support to continue this radio program and the gospel going out to the Jew first, because we're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That's Romans 1.16. So again, go to our homepage, friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, to keep this radio program going. Or call us again at the beginning or end of our program, 1-800-247-3051. one 247 3051 Now here's Tom Cantor with today's teaching from the book of Esther.
1: Lord, we so easily adopt the Ahasuerus attitude by thinking that we are king and we fail to humble ourselves and embrace repentance, Lord. This morning we pray, please help us through this passage to learn from his heirs and our heirs and allow you to break us down, to make us to be more like Jesus, our Savior and our God. In His name we pray. Amen. amen. Now, if you turn, please, in your Bible to the book of Esther, we're going to continue this morning. This wonderful book of Esther, and please follow along here starting in verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1. Now it came to pass in the days of Ahasuerus, this is Ahasuerus that reigned from India even unto Ethiopia, over 107 and 20 provinces, that in those days when the king Ahasuerus sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was in Shusham the palace, in the third year of his reign he made a feast unto all his princes and his servants, the power of Persia and Media, the nobles and the princes of the provinces being before him when he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the honor of his excellent majesty many days, even and score days. That'd be 180 days. And when these days were expired, the king made a feast unto all the people that were present in Shushan the palace, both unto great and small, seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace, where were white, green, purple hangings fastened with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rings and pillars of marble. The beds were of gold and silver upon a pavement of red and blue and white and black and marble. And they gave them drink and vessels of gold, the vessels being diverse one from another, and royal wine in abundance. And according to the state of the king and the drinking was according to the law, none did compel for so the king had appointed to all the officers of his house that they should do according to every man's pleasure. Also, Vashti, the queen, made a feast for the women in the royal house, which belonged to King Ahasuerus on the seventh day. When the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded, Mehuman, Bistha, Harbano, Harbona, Biktha, Abatha, Zethar, Carcass, the seven chamberlains that served in the presence of Ahasuerus the king, to bring Vashti, the queen, before the king with the crown royal, show the people and the princess her beauty, for she was fair to look on. But the queen Vashti refused to come at the king's commandment by his chamberlains. Therefore there was the king very wroth, and his anger burned in him. Then the king said to the wise men which knew the times, so was the king's manner toward all that knew the law and the judgment. And next unto him was Karshena and Shethar, Admatha, Tarsheth, Maris, Marsena, Memukan, the seven princes of Persia and Media, which saw the king's face and which sat at first of the kingdom, what shall we do unto the queen Vashti according to law, because she hath not performed the commandment of the king Ahasuerus by the chamberlains? And Memukhan answered before the king and the princes, Vashti the queen hath not done wrong to the king only, but also to all the princes and to all the people that were in all the provinces of the king Ahasuerus. For this deed of the queen shall come abroad unto all women." so that they shall despise their husbands in their eyes when it shall be reported. The king Ahasuerus commanded Vashti the queen to be brought in before him, but she came not. Likewise shall the ladies of Persia and Midia say this day unto all the king's princes which have heard of the deed of the queen, thus shall there arise too much contempt and wrath. And if it please the king, let there go a royal commandment from him and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes that it be not altered, that Vashti come no more before King Ahasuerus, and let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she. When the king's decree which he shall make shall be published throughout all his empire, for it is great, all the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both to great and small. And the saying please the king and the princess and the king did according to the word of Memucan, And he sent letters into all the king's provinces, unto every province, according to the writing thereof, and to every people after their language, that every man should bear rule in his own house, and that it should be published according to the language of every people. Uh, chapter 2, verse 1. After these things, when the wrath of King Ahasuerus was appeased, he remembered Vashti and what she had done, and what was decreed against her. Now, here we have this passage, as we saw uh, last time. From what we just read, there's just one word that we can use to describe Ahasuerus, and that is the word wrong. Ahasuerus was flat outright wrong to have decided to make this 180-day celebration of himself, of how great he was. Ahasuerus was wrong to keep exalting himself and telling everybody how great he was, get drunk with the wine of his own self-importance. And he pushed God out of the thinking, out of his thinking. It was wrong for Ahasuerus to show the power that he had over women, even his own wife, to have her be defiled in front of all these drunken guests. He was wrong. Ahasuerus was wrong. And Vashti was right. Vashti was right to refuse to let the king defile her. When Vashti said no to the king, the king was infuriated. Has anyone ever done that to you? Has anyone ever just defied you and made you really mad? So mad you can't believe it. You can feel the blood begin to rush to your head. And you can feel your jugular veins start to bulge out. So mad. Have you ever been that way that if you looked in a mirror, you'd see this person, here? You know, flashpoint. I can't believe it. Why do you and I get mad? Why does Ahasuerus get mad like that? Why does that happen? Because he and us feel we have a right to fill in the blank. That'll give you the reason why we're mad. Fill in the blank. Because you and I have a right. We have a right. We have a right to our spouse to respect us. And I was disrespected. That's the reason for the conflict in this marriage between Ahasuerus and Vashti. The house is not the way I want it. I have a right to that. The dinner is not when I want it. I have a right to that. My spouse is occupied with this or that and doesn't listen. I have a right. I have a half-brother named Bob. Bob Cohen is my half-brother. Different father, same mother. You'd never know we were brothers if you ever met him. Totally opposite. But uh, I was very happy to have a brother that was named Cohen I didn't uh, until he told me that his father was Polish and his real name was Kowalski. I <laughs> Kowalski, Bob. All these years, I thought I had a Cohen for a body. I got a Kowalski. Anyway, but my brother Bob, uh, I love my brother Bob, and he taught me a lot. To say that my sister-in-law was a little hard on Bob is a great understatement if you knew her. I can just remember, For she would be in our house, Bob, come here, and I don't care what you're doing. That was her uh, stupid, you know, come here. They used to call him St. Bob, you know <laughs> Because Bob would just, he never got mad. He never got mad at Marsha, and she was pretty hard on him. Why? Because he loved her. He loved Marsha to the day that she she died. He loved her. And um, he's never gotten married again. I kind of wondered why. But anyway, uh, he never did. So how do you keep from getting mad? How does Bob keep from getting mad? How does a Christian keep? from getting mad you know how we keep from getting mad we keep from getting mad by looking at the cross by going back to the cross why you think of what happened at the cross at the cross we saw what he didn't deserve and what we deserved those nails were our nails that cross was our cross that shame was all that we deserved That's what happened. He had a right not to be there. We deserve to be there. And all that was done to him. And so what we see him doing at the cross, or not doing at the cross, not reviling back, not fighting back, not lifting up his voice, all the false accusations that Herod said against him, it says he answered him to never a word. He didn't take one thing. And this man, Ahasuerus, is exactly the opposite of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. Because He is a, Ahasuerus is a picture of pride, P-R-I-D-E, pride. I have a right for Vashti to come when I call and to do what I say she should do. But instead of putting a halt to the anger and Ahasuerus coming to us, he went forward with his rage. And it says he was very wroth and his anger burned in him. And then it says there in verse 14 that his trusted counselors, it says they saw his face. I remember that face I was telling you about? The juggler veins expanding, the redness, the rage. You know, they saw that face. And he made a very hasty decision. When you and I make a wrong decision, the worst thing we can do is go ahead with it. That's the worst thing we can do. We make wrong decisions. He made a wrong decision. We make wrong decisions. And wrong decisions need to be repented of. They need to be changed. You know, because why do we have this history here for us in the book of Esther? Because Romans 15:4 says that these things were written aforetime, were written for our learning. This is our classroom. We are the students. This was written for our learning. In 1 Corinthians 10:11, it says, All these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition.
0: We will continue finishing Tom Cantor's message from the book of Esther in just a minute. But as he was teaching us, we need to repent of bad decisions. You know, at one point in time, the Jewish people were set to be destroyed, but Esther helped persuade King Ahasuerus to not destroy them. Now, the Jewish people today are still being destroyed, but that's due to a lack of saving knowledge in the Lord Jesus Christ and repentance towards Him. Now, the Friendship with God program in Israel Restoration Ministries, we focus on reaching Over a million lost Jewish people door-to-door every year with the gospel. Now, maybe you just tuned in and didn't hear our opening announcement or any of the announcements this week, but we've got important news. Now, we've been on the air for over a year and a half, and thankfully the program has been free on this city and this station without any listener support due to having an underwriter for this program. Unfortunately, we've lost our underwriter for this program and no longer have the support for this radio program. So if you've enjoyed this Friendship with God radio program and would like it to continue, then please call us today at 1-800-247-3051. You can call us now to support the program or after the program, but call us at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051 to support the continuation of this program and evangelistic efforts and outreach going out to the Jewish people. The gospel is going to the Jew first. Thanks for supporting this program. You can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to donate online. That's friendshipwithgod.org or 1-800-247-3051. Now here's Tom Cantor as he shows us biblical examples of bad decisions that were made in the Bible.
1: So what else has been written in the Bible for, to learn about a wrong decision that should have been repented of? Well, there was a man named Jephthah. You remember him? Jephthah and Judges 11. And he had a daughter, and he vowed a vow. He said, boy, God, if you deliver the Ammonites into my hands, then uh, the first thing that enters into my doors when I return in peace, I'll offer as a sacrifice. That's what he said. And what happened? His daughter, his only child, no son, no other daughters, his only child came in with a timbrel, and she was singing, and she was dancing. And he said, I made a vow. I made a decision. I have to kill you. I have to sacrifice you. And unfortunately, he did. That was a decision that needed to be repented of. He needed to say, I was wrong, and ask God for forgiveness. You remember another one? Saul and Jonathan. Similar type thing. Saul had said, we're going to go fight the Philistines, and cursed is the man that eats any food this day. That's found in 1 Samuel 14, 28. Cursed is the man that eats any food this day. Well, Jonathan didn't hear it, his son. He didn't hear him say that. So Jonathan went out, and he found some honey, and he ate the honey, and it says his eyes were open. He got strength. He went forward, and anyway, it goes on, and it says that Saul didn't know, but it came to light that Jonathan had done this, and he said to Jonathan, he said, you shall surely die. Because he made a wrong decision. And then you remember what happened. The people said, I don't care what decision he made. Shall the person who delivered us out of the Philistines today die? We will not allow that to go forward. And it didn't. It didn't go forward. That was a wrong decision on the part of Saul that needed to be repented of. And how about in Matthew 14? You remember Herod's birthday? When he made a wrong decision, he said to um, uh, Herodias, and she said, uh, the daughter salamis yeah right the daughter he says whatever you ask i'll give whatever you ask i'll give that was a wrong decision because when she said i want the head of john the baptist in a container that man should have repented of his decision instead with stubbornness and bullheadedness it says the king was sorry nevertheless for the oath's sake and them which sat with him at meat because he wouldn't be embarrassed in front of the other people he commanded to be given her that was a wrong decision. These were all oaths, all decisions that were wrong and when the time came, they needed to be repented of. They needed to be said, I was wrong, I was wrong. This was a horrible outcome in the case of Ahasuerus here. We have seen Ahasuerus had one problem. He had one problem which kept him, which kept Saul, which kept Jephthah, which kept Herod from changing and that's one problem is one word, P-R-I-D-E, pride. And that's the disease of the devil. That's the disease of Satan. Because he said in Isaiah 14, he said, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit upon the mount of the congregation. I will, I will, I will. Me, I will. That's pride. And if you were to go to hell today, and you were to interview every person who is hell today, they'd all have the same disease. They'd all be there. They're all there because of that one word, pride. That's headstrongness. Now, how do you look at Ahasuerus, the ruler of Persia? You see him just as some heathen man who deserves hell? That's not how God sees him. Oh, he's not one of the chosen people. Israel's a Jewish, so, you know. No, no, no. God cares. God loves that man, Ahasuerus. How do you look at, um, Ed has read, made reference today to Iran and Ahmadinejad. How do you look at him today? Do you look at him, the present day ruler of the same place as Persia? Well, he's the enemy of the Jewish people, destroy him. No, no, no. God loves Ahmadinejad. Why? Because God made I Wish we had given him an easier name to pronounce, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> and God's not willing that Ahmadinejad. To perish. When I say Harold Camping and family radio, what comes to your mind like, oh, no, another date? You know, is that what we're going to go through here? You know, I don't know how you think of that. God loves Harold Camping, who set the date of May 21st, 2010, that everybody should get ready because the Lord's going to return on that date as he had done several times before. Well, they promoted this date as what? Inside information. I got inside information. What's that? Pride. I got inside information. No one else has got this. It's May 24th. God loves and God chastens whom he loves. God loves Harold Camping. God chastened Harold Camping. Why? How did he chasten Harold Camping? It came, it went. He didn't come. (laughs) He got chastened, right? Now, when that happened to Harold Camping, Harold Camping had a choice. He could have become hardened and do like he did in the past and say, well, just a little bit off. I got the new date now. This one's a real for sure one. He did that He could have continued in that pride of, I've got the inside information, but Harold Camping had another option, and that was to see the embarrassment as God's chastening hand on him and submit in humility by saying, I was wrong. Please forgive me. So yesterday we received a letter, a form letter in the mail from Harold Camping, which said these words, now realize that those people who were calling our attention to the Bible statement that of that day and hour knoweth no man were right in their understanding of those verses and we were wrong. We humbly recognize that God may not tell his people the date when Christ will return any more than he tells anyone the date of his death physically. We tremble before God. We humbly ask him for forgiveness for making that sinful statement. Good decision. He repented. Good decision. God loved Ahasuerus. By the way, you should all write letters to family radio and encourage him for making that position. Thank him for making that position. Anyway, God loves Ahasuerus. God loves and God chastened him. It's so wonderful to see this that something wonderful happened to Ahasuerus in this. God caused his wife to refuse to come. That's what happened. He refused to come. And God caused Ahasuerus really in this moment here to be humbled. That was chastening when Vashti refused to come, when the date May 21st came and went. That was chastening. And that was a chastening in Ahasuerus' life. What is it in your life that's wrong? That's a proud course of stubbornness.
0: Thank you for joining Tom Cantor, and the Friendship with God Radio Program. Now, the Friendship with God Radio Program has been on the air for a year and a half, and thankfully the program has been made available in your city on this station without any listener support due to having an underwriter for the program. But unfortunately, we have lost our underwriter for this program, and we no longer have the support to continue this radio program without your support, financial support from you, the listener, We need you to help us to continue this radio program. If you've enjoyed the teaching and have been edified by the preaching of the gospel from Tom Cantor and the Friendship with God radio program, help us to continue this program. You can do so by supporting us today, immediately, at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Once again, that number is 1-800-247-3051. If for some reason the phone lines are busy, just leave your name and number. We'll get back promptly with you, return your phone call. But we need your support for this program, the Friendship with God radio program, to stay on the air in this station, in this city. So call us today, 1-800-247-3051. 1-800-247-3051. You can also go online to friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can donate right from our homepage. Now keep in mind that this radio program reaches on air, but also door-to-door. How? Through Israel Restoration Ministries and the Friendship with God radio program, we have a Jewish evangelism outreach ministry that reaches millions of lost Jewish people. And we want you to be a part of this eternally rewarding work and help us to keep this teaching program on the air and also receive a blessing by supporting this program. How would you receive that blessing? Well, God has a specific promise from the book of Genesis. Matter of fact, Genesis twelve three says, "I will bless them." That would be you or me. He says, "I will bless them that bless thee." Who is the thee? That's the Jewish people. So he says, "I will bless you that blesses the Jewish people, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in all thee." That's the Jewish people. And all these shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And we have been blessed by the Jewish people. Our Savior came through the Jewish people. The Scriptures were preserved through the Jewish people. And God wants to bless you when you bless them. And that's a promise we can take to the bank today. And we all have been blessed by the Jewish people through our Savior and, again, through the Scripture. So with your support of this radio program, it also supports door-to-door Jewish evangelism and helping us to keep reaching lost Jewish people, God's lost nation of Jewish brethren, and giving them the gospel that they might be saved too, showing them mercy who showed us mercy too, and by bringing us the scriptures. So if you want to be a part of a radio ministry that supports the edification of the saints and reaching lost Jewish people and getting the gospel out to millions of people, then call us today at 1-800-247-3051. That's one 800 247 Thirty fifty one. We need you. We've lost our underwriter, and we can't continue without your support. 1-800-247-3051. Please call us today. You can also go online at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org or one 247 3051 Call us, and thanks in advance for your support of the Friendship with God radio program and reaching the nation of lost Jewish people first with the gospel. Thanks, and join us again tomorrow.